This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. The First Lady of New York Radio, Joan Hamburg. Entertaining and informative. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the Joan Hamburg Show. And I'm really happy to see the Duchess of York, Sarah Ferguson, who is one of the most interesting women that you have ever met. Not only is she interesting and and charitable and does more than you can imagine, she's a very successful writer. Her second novel, A Most Intriguing Lady, has just come out, and Sarah also is so involved in the world and in kids. And I love seeing you, very glamorous, in a blue velvet jacket. Well, Joan, thank you so much. Are you Joanie or Joan? Joan, but they call me whatever. Okay. Joni, Joan. Okay, well, I'm Sarah and you're Joni. Right. And some children call me Dutchy Doodles. <laughs> Dutchy Doodles, I love that. But you're very kind to say about my blue jacket because your glasses would go very well with it when your Joan, Joni has lovely same coloured blue glasses, blue spectacles. Yeah, but we love blue. It and makes we love us blue. feel good and yes. happy and yeah. bright. So when you were here uh, a couple of years ago, you had been through a lot of rough times. I mean, people would say not so rough, rough. You know, when people go after other people, it's rough if you're the recipient of that. But you have a kind of inner strength that got you through, and look at all you've accomplished in that time. Thank you. Well, it's very kind of you to give me the platform, and thank you for that. I I found uh, my first novel was written during the pandemic because I was able to escape into Lady Margaret. And um, I was a bit timid and lacking a bit of confidence because, you know, sometimes when you do go through so much, you you have a lot of self-doubt. Right, and you're afraid people will criticise you and... Everything. I've noticed, Joni, uh, when um, I get too overtired and um, someone says something mean or unkind, which they, they do a lot, um, it makes me cry and it makes me, sends me into fear that I'm going to go back to the days of the, of the, of the bad time. And it's interesting because my children both know, Mum, Mum, what's the fear? Address it. What's the fear? And as soon as you put your finger on it and label it, uh, you you feel a better. You, it doesn't rob you of the day. Did you have a strong childhood? Was the family good to you? Uh, we had the most idyllic childhood where we played with Cindy and Paul in those days. Or yeah, Cindy and Paul. Then it moved on to Ken and Barbie. But we had Cindy and Paul because yeah. I was born in 1959, and then from there we had the best time. And of course. Dad played polo f- with the Duke of Edinburgh and with Prince of Wales. So the, that wonderful mother-in-law of mine has been with me since I was born. You know, she's always been, well, and for the nation and for the world, she's always had that sort of hand of support behind your back where you don't really, you know it's there, but you can't feel it. But right. you know it's there. But she was there for you. Yeah, always. And you loved her. Always. 
when I got divorced, uh, the lawyers who were really stonky lawyers, uh, they said, oh, um, you know, uh, well, you've you got to divorce the queen. You can't divorce, divorce your husband. And, and so how much do you need? And I said, I don't need anything. I need your friendship. And that's what I had till the end. And it was the American people journey that gave me my life. Because I came here in 1995, divorced, and they gave me a job in Weight Watchers. And I am a closet American because I'm so grateful. And was Weight Watchers fun for you? By the way, you're very thin. (laughs) (laughs) You're looking good, Sarah. (laughs) (laughs) But, Joni, the Weight Watchers was fantastic because what I... What I what they didn't realize was I had a weight issue. So every time I went up on stage, I could relate to everyone's coming up saying, so I'd ask them, so how do you manage your food and how do you manage your day? And I was cared. Because I cared. Because I then went home and did exactly what they were telling me to do. It's fantastic. It, it, 12 years I was with them. And I, I'm very loyal to the middle America to my people um, in America to embrace you yes and I I thank them I couldn't think how to thank the American people so um, when the Oklahoma City bombing happened I went to Oklahoma and I went up and I said to Dolores my friend I said Dolores how can I help she says save my grandson so I went down to lunch and I drew a doll a little red she's called on a napkin and I took the napkin to F.A. Schwartz uh, Anne Keating, my friend, introduced me to F.A. Schwartz, and we made a doll which stands at about 15 inches. Isn't and that great? It's amazing. And if you go, and she she has a cowboy hat on and Oklahoma pajamas because she's born there. And she, if you go to to Oklahoma City, she's in the museum there as a sign of hope for children. And then I started Chances for Children and came to New York. And Howard Lutnick and Alison Lutnick gave me an office on the 101st floor of the North Tower. And do you know, Jenny, and I I can show you all the pictures, Little Red, my 15-inch doll, came down from 101 floors. Mm. CNN filmed it and said, look, a child's doll. And Larry King and said... And that was yours. And she said... Uh, and, they, and CNN said, no, it's Fergie's Little Red that stands for children's rights all over the world. And she was... She's now in Grand Zero Museum. You can go and see her there. It, that's amazing. Amazing. Do you feel... Like, really proud of yourself now. I hope you've learned to appreciate who you really are and love yourself. Uh, there are good It's days. asking a lot. <laughs> <laughs> it, I, I think that my grandmother always taught me that if you feel bad about yourself, give to others. And she was a great lady, um, Irish. And, um, and so when I was, whenever I feel bad about myself, I go and help others. And the minute you do, the minute you say, get out of your own way, you silly old goose, because you're so lucky. I, Joni, I'm the luckiest girl on on this planet, really. I've, I've, mother-in-law, the queen, Diana was my best friend. I've lived every girl's dream. And with it, there's been some obstacles, but I'm here today. You got over them. Yeah. And that's the secret. Yeah. You know, don't let them hold you in a bad embrace. And you did that. You got through all that stuff. Thank you. And look at your girls. <gasps> My I gosh. Mean, and you're a grandmother. I'm a, I'm a grandmother of August, who's two. A Sienna, who's little Barbie. She's right. dressed in Barbie dolls. And uh, and then another one on the way, Joni. Oh, that's great. It's great. That's great. So... Life has come around 
and good. It's come around and good, and they call me Gigi after the film. Do you remember the of film? Of course. <laughs> I love that <laughs> We film. love that. And so I'm cool. I, I wanted to be very elegant, so I love Gigi, you know. And um, so Gigi, I am Gigi. But because I've written so many children's books and Little Red, I I actually love that world of, of Fergie and Friends and... And Gigi and August and Sienna. So we're very happy. Oh, and my girls, I call them the tripod, the three of us. Because when everyone says, is it great to be a a grandmother? I say, I'm actually really proud of my girls. I love seeing them as mothers. It's fantastic. Yeah. And both of them married, right? To, oh, my heavens. Incredible. Oh, oh, Joni. No, 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 no. Jack is my, my best friend. Jack is married to Eugenie, and he right. was my best friend, mm. and he is my best friend. So whenever Eugenie's, um, whether she's good or not, it doesn't matter. I say, just love your husband. Jack's perfect. Jack's everything, <laughs> and Jack's great. And then Edo, the Beatrice is married to Edo. You wouldn't believe it, but his brother is my godson. No, so I've known him all my so life. So did you introduce them? Well, well, they I, knew each other from childhood. Well, well the, from the age of about 13, Beatrice mm. had a crush on him. He's older, so he was 16 or something. And But the real thing was that Beatrice didn't really know him. Anyway, at Eugenie's wedding, this is really good, we had a tea room. I made a tea room. Of course you have a tea room. Why wouldn't you have a tea room? And uh, Palace said I couldn't, so I did, deliberately, because they said I couldn't. And in my tea room, which was such fun, I put champagne in the teapot. Of course you put champagne in the teapot. Anyway, I closed the tea room to go to the, for dinner. This is at the reception. And uh, I closed all the lights down. The tea room was closed, and they were going to dinner. The tea room was still open. Hmm, guess why? Edo and Beatrice were in the tea room. You're kidding. Mm-hmm. It was so... alone in the tea room. Oh, that's funny. That's funny because, and now they're married and it's, um, and it, they've got Sienna and they've got Wolfie, who's Edo's, Beatrice's stepson, who's, that's an interesting, Beatrice says it's very fascinating to have, to learn to be a stepmother. You know, it's a good, really good. And I think more stepmothers out there get a, Sometimes a bad handle. Yeah, they get a bad rap, too, because mm-hmm. they're not sure what's expected. But your girls always seemed, no matter what the situation, very comfortable with themselves, with their families. I mean, think what a good job you did with those kids. It isn't easy to bring up kids in any kind of family, let alone a royal family, where expectations are so huge on mm. everyone. I think the Queen had a lot to do with it, actually, because um, be, being so steadfast and consistent, Jenny, you know, that that was so good because we always, the girls would always go up and see Granny and have tea with Granny. And they, Granny always kept to one o'clock lunch, five o'clock tea dinner at 8.30, and the girls could then march in tune with her and learn so much from an, uh, such an icon. And um, But you're like her, Jenny. Well, like a little her. different. <laughs> a little different from the Queen. <laughs> but, but it's say, the same value system, integrity, values. Your own inner rule book is values of, well, of goodness. Right, Well, you, and, you, and you have to have that. But you did it, and it makes a difference, and the Queen liked you so much i we laughed a lot Jenny. well that's i mean joy if joy and you and i with the queen she she would we would go every day dog walking at two and you inherited the dogs and right? i've got the corgis 
and we'd walk along around the garden and it was the one time when no one could listen to us no one could hear us and we were giggling we were cackling like rather like joy and you mm. journey and then at this particular time i know the lovely gardens we walked around there would be the daphne plant smells there would be the magnolia there would be all these it, she would she so loved her garden and then i i'd say well there's a hole in that tree and she said Yes, I think my great-grandfather sh- shot, shot a hole in that tree. And then we go to the next bit of story. You know. How much fun to, oh, hear, yeah. to hear all of that. And you were such a part of it. Yeah. I mean, what a, that's why I say I'm so lucky. Because I lived... I mean, I've, I know I write history, or amateur history, but I, I really, my books are all about diving into history. Right. And now... The Victorian but, age. Exactly. The Queen actually it, it, was part, it, it, part of all of, of this. Yes. And so you, you, you have to really pinch yourself. And the other thing I really pinch myself about, Joni, is most people's dream is to meet the Queen, right, to have met the Queen. Of right? course. So they'd gone off to have their hair done and got a nice dress and they'd made it and they'd waited years to meet for her. This. For a five-minute audience just to see the Queen. And here I was driving in the car with the dogs in our welly boots and headscarves on. And I know that, like yesterday, I was in New Jersey and the 400 people came uh, to bookends. That's a lot. That's a lot. And each person, I did a photograph with each person and I said hello and I had a chat. And do you know what I took away from that? Kindness. The American people were kind. They were kind. And I was so thrilled to... Uh, those those little children came and and every fo- I just wanted to say thank you, but they like you. <laughs> no, but, and that's a gift. Yeah, thank to you. to feel accessible and be accessible so that people can reach out and touch you and understand. And even reading your books, Lady Mary, <laughs> a most intriguing lady. The second book, you sort of know she's you. I mean, obviously, if you're going to write, writers write from what they know. And so she's you to us who are reading it. Yes. And it makes a great big difference. But, Joni, <laughs> because I got a bit of confidence from the first book, this book is me really going. Better, yeah. Yes, and I'm better now. So I'm getting more and more confident. So the next book is going to be even more confident. Heaven, heaven Because sake. you can do it poor world but but lady mary i said right she's going to tightrope walk from the turrets of scotland where she was brought up because she's my great great aunt right and she's going to tightrope walk across the turrets and and in 1870 and 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 there's going to be a cary grant fellow sort of very good looking in his dinner jacket Mm. waiting on the terraces of drumlanrig and he's going to look up and then avert his eyes because he mustn't look up a lady's skirt and i had to then I had to really put my where my mouth was. I had to go and research whether circuses did exist because circuses might not have existed in 1870, right. but they did in Scotland. Thank oh. heavens. <laughs> Who knew? You see all that? Sarah Ferguson with her brand new book. You're going to love it. Almost intriguing. A most intriguing lady. <laughs> and is there another one? You know... This would be, and it may be for all I know, such a good TV series because we love detective work and we haven't had a good detective story in years. 
So, possible? It's very possible. Um, uh, and, Jenny, thank you for telling the world because that's exactly where I want to go. She's, I'm just hinting it, at it with Lady Mary, who goes in disguise and joins, joins Queenie's gang. Right. Right. Because she's a lady, but at night she's a super sleuth and a female detective. And the next book, right into female detectives, 1870, moving on all the way through to, you know, I'm fascinated by women who are brave in World War One and World War Two. I think this is just the beginning of my super sleuthing. Right, we love that. And mm-hmm. we also love the lady part because we're not good at ladies here in America. <laughs> <laughs> and it's a lot of life's lessons. Well, it, it, in the book, um, Rachel Kaham, my lovely editor from William Morrow, she said, will you describe, please, what other people could never describe? Is right. all the setting and the dining room table settings? No, and what you eat. Yes. As you said, yes. chicken sandwiches. Yes, coronation chicken that, sandwiches. That, well, that sounds good. <laughs> Special chickens for the sandwich. <laughs> but also, Lady Mary goes into the Yorkshire Dales because I thought it would be really windy and cold and haunting. And then she goes to, I found Newburgh Priory, which is Oliver Cromwell's place, and um, and it's haunting. And then I described the gardens and how she was walking in the gardens, but, you know, and all this sort of thing. So it's very descriptive about how I I live, really. Which is exciting. Now, how did you inherit the dogs? Well, uh, it's amazing. Could have been a crown or something, but you got <laughs> yeah. the dogs. <laughs> well, exactly. And they're national treasures. And so whenever they go out and run into trees, I freak and off down to the vets. Oh. But they, are, they, are, um, they came with their royal dog beds. Mm-hmm, I love that. That's very funny. Yes, it's very funny. And you're a dog lover, obviously. I have five You Norfolk, have your own. Five, Journey. Five Norfolk Terriers, and now I have seven. And they, you know, the Norfolks are sort of saying, hey, guys, you know, you may have come from a castle, but settle down. I know that's what they're saying. I know, but they're such good dogs. They're so adorable. But the corgis, no wonder the Queen loved them, because I've never had a corgi. But now these guys, they're really, really nice dogs. I mean, they're very gentle. And I said to um, one Mick, the Queen's dog Mick, I said, your only job, Mick, is to go and sit on the Queen's lap and watch the racing. And he did. He did. He did. And he put his little head oh. net on here. And he did because it would come towards the end. She couldn't get around. No. And he used to be there with her. Oh. I can't get over that he did as he was he told. Knew. He knew. He knew. He knew. I know. Dog. Dogs are oh. unbelievable. When my husband was ill, our dog, a standard foodle, climbed up on the bed and put her great big paws wrapped around his legs and didn't want anyone to come near him. She was, her head was up. She was watching every minute. Mm. They just know. And what was she, she was protecting him. Was she? Protecting him. And, and she wanted to get rid of the illness. She wanted everyone out of yeah. her way. Yeah. And she would hold guard all day. Really? Yeah, it was amazing. Did he, did he come through? No. Oh, Jenny. He didn't. It was during COVID. No. It was, yeah, that was a really terrible time. We still have COVID here. Yeah, you but, do, don't you? But not as bad. But, Sarah, I love seeing you. Love And seeing catching you. up. Yeah. And I'm looking forward to a TV series where we can have fun with murders and robberies and detectives and romance. And you can be in it, Jenny. I'd be happy to Wouldn't be Wouldn't it in be it. fun? Yes, I could even be the dog walker. <laughs> 
<laughs> You'd have to walk pugs. That's okay. Okay, I like. Pugs. I never had a pug. But I've I never like had a pug. Them. No, they seem to come in groups too. You know, <laughs> no one has a pug. They have pugs. Pugs, right? Did you notice that? And they snore. Yeah, a lot. A lot. Like bulldogs. Hmm. Yes. <laughs> but people who have those dogs adore them. Adore, adore them. Well, um, the Duchess um, of Buccleuch in this book has her pug. I think you should be the Duchess. Yeah. Okay. Yes, fine. Next book. Next book. You'll come back and visit again. It's a wonderful read. And it's probably about Sarah, but the next book, she says, is going to be even more. So this is a most intriguing lady, fun <laughs> to read, and it's got everything you love, all the spy elements, everything, and you'll learn a lot about Sarah Ferguson's life. Thank you. Thank you so much for today. During a different age. Yeah, it is absolutely during a different age. But I, I think that's what's fascinating about it because I put myself right into the part, you know, just that sort of feeling of, oh, my goodness, you know, how am I going to manage this? And but you know now that you can do it. Yes, yes. All oh. of it. Mm. Well, I, I, I'm always humour, always humility, and uh, always kindness. And my, I think my father brought me up to believe the kitchen's more important than the dining room table. Always remember that some chef has cooked, worked hard to... Right, to, yeah, to and, do it. Yeah, and I think that's why I am what I am, is um, I, I don't take myself too seriously. I just get on with it. And don't forget that you're brave. Brave. You're brave and that you love the person you've grown up to be. And those are gifts that you can give to your own. Thank you. That's a, that's a huge gift from you. Thank you. I think that's that's good. I am brave. Yes. You are. Brave. Well, come back and visit again. Thank you, Journey. Thank you for having me. I've I love loved this time. You. It's like having a cup of tea with an old friend. Well, we're in our studio. No one else is here. With no tea. No, I'm sorry. No tea and no <laughs> chicken sandwich. I don't think you'd want the sandwich that we could procure for you. <laughs> but, but I'm going to... Um, Around the coronation, I shall be. I just decided that I, the invitations haven't gone out yet, so I don't know if I'm going, but probably won't be. So I've decided to make my own little tea room. I yeah, mean, but hello. you should go to the coronation. <laughs> You're certainly. I, I said after I heard you talk about the pre, the king. I felt like I wanted to call him up and spend a little time with him. <laughs> Good job. Thank you, Jenny. Thank you very I'll much. I'll visit with you again. Yes, Thank please. you, Sarah. Thank you. Thank I'm you. Joan Hamburg, and you're listening to WABC. More to come.